Welcome back to our study of God's Word. We're talking about making choices that help us to grow and that seeing the importance of the decisions that we make. We can look back over our lives and all of us can see, wow, why did I make that decision? That was a stupid decision. But we learn from that and we learn from our failures and we learn from the fact we made the wrong turn or, or we uh, did the wrong thing. But we need to learn quickly because if we don't, there are become lots of scars in our lives. So the moment we learn, that's better. Uh, I want to talk to you today about choosing true knowledge, how to choose true knowledge, the knowledge that's from, from God. And Jeremiah talks about it in Jeremiah 9, chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. And here's what he says. This is, to me, one of the most amazing statements in the Old Testament. Here's what he says. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. And let not the mighty man boast of his might. And let not a rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. What Jeremiah says is if you want to boast about what you know, don't boast about your wisdom. Maybe you've got a lot of it. Don't boast about your power. Maybe you're powerful. Don't boast about your riches. Maybe you're rich. Don't boast about any of those things. But boast, if you're going to boast, if you're going to brag, there's one thing worth bragging about, that you know the Lord and that you have a relationship with him and that you know he's a God of loving kindness and justice and righteousness and you delight in those things. See, that's what really does matter. I've often been amazed by dogs and how they absolutely love to do that for which they were made. Bird dogs love to hunt birds. Put them in a truck and start driving toward the fields, and they will begin to whine and quiver with uncontrolled excitement. Sled dogs in Africa live to pull sleds. They bark and howl in runaway anticipation as they're hitched to the sled. When the whip cracks and they hear their master shouting, they begin to be extremely happy as they run. And that's the same way with us. We were made to know God and to walk with him and to depend on him. So let me just say several things about choosing knowledge. First of all, this knowing God knowledge is essential for living. And there's a great lack of that today. Education is at an all-time high. It's not always quality education today. America's falling way behind as far as our really being educated people. Many nations are ahead of us. We used to always be first, but we're way down the list now. But the, the real knowledge, the knowledge of God is really lacking today. Hosea in the Old Testament, the prophet in chapter 4 verse 6 said this, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being my priest since you have forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. You see, the problem in Hosea's day is the same problem we have today, and that people are being destroyed by lack of knowledge. I see people every day making choices that if they just knew God and his word, they wouldn't make that choice. They, they get into drugs. They get into alcohol to try to solve their problems instead of knowing that there's a God who wants to enable them to get answers for their problems. And they're depending on people or things our money, and they're trying to find their, their position in life, their purpose in life, their power in life, 
their place in life in some of those things. But that they, what they need is the knowledge that God loves them and that they have a purpose in him. Isaiah talks about this in chapter 5, verse 13. Another Old Testament prophet, he says, Therefore my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude is parched with thirst. You see, they're, they, just don't, they just don't have the knowledge of God. They're not really seeking it. People lack God's knowledge. And see, a lot of people get life all confused. Like Albert Camus, the writer, said, Life is a bad joke. Why would he say that? What was his attitude toward life so skeptical and pessimistic? Because he didn't know God, because he didn't have the right knowledge. Marie Antoinette, many years ago, said, nothing taste. That is, nothing satisfies. And that's the attitude of many people today. There's no joy in anything, and there's no lasting purpose and happiness. And all of that comes because people are looking in the wrong places, and they don't have God's knowledge. So as as a choice, you and I have to choose, are we going to not have God's knowledge or are we going to have it? And to choose it, we have to get into the word and we have to trust God. Hosea 4.14 reminds us, so the people without knowledge are ruined. Life is worthless without this personal knowledge of God. We can't fit into God's world if we don't know God because he made this world and he made us to be a part of it. If we don't know him, we're like a bird without air and a fish without water. Can you imagine how cruel it would be to take a tribesman from some Amazon uh, River area where that's all he knows and fly him to New York City, put him down in the middle of Times Square and leave him there? He knows nothing of our language. He knows nothing of our culture. And he certainly knows nothing of New York City. He would be a total disaster. And that's what some of us are in this world. The reason why we have such a hard time fitting in is often because we don't know God, and we're not finding our purpose, and we're not finding our place because it's only found in him. The world becomes strange and mad and painful and disappointing and unpleasant if we don't know him, and everything about it can be difficult. But knowing God's also essential if we want to please God. God's case against us is clear, and Hosea brings it home in chapter 4. Listen to the word of the Lord, O sons of Israel. For the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land because there is no faithfulness or kindness or knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, deception, murder, stealing, and adultery. They employ violence so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore, the land mourns and everyone who lives is is languishing because they don't know the knowledge of God. You see, when we know God, and we study his word. He teaches us who he is. He teaches us how we're to live. He teaches us that these things that are out there that look so appealing are really appalling, and they will destroy us. And uh, that's why, again, Hosea said, for I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and in the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. See, God is not interested in us going through rituals or just going through some just send some rote prayer that we just say the words and don't mean it. He wants us to have a personal knowledge of him, a personal intimate relationship with him. Jesus said in John seventeen three, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. You see, eternal life is knowing Jesus and getting that eternal life in and through him. 
And Hosea points out in chapter 6, verse 3, so let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. And that's a choice that says that's my priority. We'll pick that up tomorrow. Hope you'll come back and be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.